Hi everyone, I'm Patty Negri, psychic, medium, and good witch, and your host for this journey into the other worlds. This is the Witching Hour. You might recognize me from my regular appearances on Ghost Adventures or from my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World, but this is my baby. What is the Witching Hour, you may say? Well, actually it's late at night when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest and magic happens. But this witching hour is whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. And this witching hour is about you. I bring you my lifetime of spiritual experiences, education, the paranormal, and magic. But best of all, I give you amazing guests, the best in the world from all over the world, thought-provoking, entertaining, and informational chats with people who are the absolute best in magic, spirituality, the occult, metaphysics, and all things supernatural. So sit back and relax, and let's visit the other worlds together on The Witching Hour. I'm a little weird right now. I just have to tell you before I invite my guest, um, my house has never been this haunted as it is today. And I'm going to blame it all on my beautiful guest because he's quite the ghost magnet himself. <laughs> Not really. But let me introduce you to my friend and someone I just love and respect so much, Chris Fleming. Chris Fleming is an international renowned medium, paranormal researcher, professional speaker, writer, and TV host. He brings spiritual information, bringing awareness, understanding, and healing to those wanting to know about ghosts, the sixth sense, and what happens to our consciousness after death. He is a quoted expert in the field in both national print and broadcast media. You probably in understand him from lots and lots of TV shows, um, every channel, every TV show, quoted things, um, but he understands the fear of death and the unknown. He grew up in a haunted house, seeing spirits, dark entities, angels, and communicating with his father in the afterlife. And there's just some of his amazing supernatural experiences. So let me introduce to you, I'm proud to introduce to you, Chris Fleming. Hi, Chris. Hi, Patty. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, you are so welcome. And I, Literally, I, again, I'm flustered today only because we have just spent 40 minutes trying to see me in the chair that I was sitting in and it wasn't on camera or hearing this heartbeat from nowhere and you and myself and producer Rob going, huh, no, I'm sitting in my chair right now. <laughs> so anyway, everybody keep your fingers crossed. So um, welcome, welcome, Chris. You no, thank you so much. You know, I got to tell you, I've had... Uh, in the past month, I've heard good things about your podcast. And of course, you and I have met in the past, but I've heard some wonderful things. So then when you had asked, I said, well, of course, you know, and it's like, it's kind of like the universe kind of prepped me, you know, with giving me all these good comments from other people. And then all of a sudden you call me and I'm like, sure, I'll do it. Because I don't normally do a lot of podcasts due to time. But when you asked, uh, you know, I've got to do it for you. Well, I am honored. I am Thank honored. You. Again, I've known about you forever, but we actually never met until a few years ago. Right. And I don't even, it was in LA, you were in LA, my town, and it was a convention, admittedly by both of us, kind of a goofy right. convention called right. Scare LA. And we were on a panel on stage together. I don't know, some kind of a paranormal panel. <laughs> I, I don't even remember who was with us. Wait a minute. I got, I, I remember this. Wasn't there some guy there that, that he, he believes he's a real vampire? Yes, that's Father Sebastian. He is a real vampire. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, believe me, you will meet him again. We, he, he's not a real vampire like he drinks blood. He doesn't drink blood. He's not a real okay. vampire like um, he makes the most beautiful things. But he has events. It's more cosmology. It's more, um, it's, he's very much like a witch, only they dress a little better. Witches cloaks are like <laughs> nice, nice organic cotton. Vampires cloaks are beautiful black velvet. Um, so again, I, cause he, I met him on Ghost Adventures as well. Not the Halloween special we did, but the Halloween special the year before, which wasn't a live show. Right. And, you know, I was, you know, locked in a booth somewhere and I saw somebody laying on the floor and it was him. He had done um, Bela Lugosi's mirror or something. And he had offered to fang me. And I'm like, well, interesting, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, sounds good, maybe, but I had to look into it because my idea of vampires wasn't positive, whether whether real or not, yeah. thinking it was like, oh, you guys drink blood or you suck energy, vampire people I don't like, but it isn't that at all. It, actually, if you read his, I read his books, I did everything, I go, oh, this is a really good guy. Actually, we give blood at events, we have the Red Cross come and he gives everything to anti-bullying charities. So it's just oh, a that's fantastic. one that's up cool. glamour from witches. So yes, that yeah. is the event. That is where we met and we did the battle with, with the real vampire. Um, but I remember falling in love with you um, after hearing about you all this, because watching you do your art in the little booth, because oh, it was your you. typical convention and yeah. watching you do your spirit art. So how, where did that come from? How did that again you're paranormal you're known you're right right no i mean as as a kid growing up i used to draw all the time you know in my uh my parents would put products in front of me and paper and i would draw and, and it was a great you know expression my uh uncle was a big collector of artwork as well so my parents so i said okay my son's going to be an artist he's going to be an artist and i used to build model kits and paint model kits and i used to put stuff together without looking at the instructions i used to just dive right into it and figure it out and put it together i didn't like to look at instructions so i went to school studied art um in high school and then in college i got a degree in fine art a bachelor's of art and when i got out of college um I wasn't really sure what I was going to do, but I, I knew I wanted to go into commercial art. So I eventually went into commercial art, worked for a newspaper, paced up production, creating advertising. And that was a lot of fun. I loved it because it was a, you know, we create a, a headline, a subhead, a graphic, you know, to support the product. And it was a way of being creative and coming up with these concepts and ideas. And I did that for about four years. And I worked with two friends of mine that I played football with and were in my fraternity. We we're all at the same company. So to transition from college to then go to this newspaper where two of your, your fraternity brothers and your, your best friends on the football team all working together, it was a nice transition for me. Um, it was difficult with politics, but and I realized that my worth was more than what I was doing, but I needed someone to teach me the corporate world. Uh, so from there, I went and worked for an advertising company. It was called Advo Incorporated. They were the number one male marketing company in the nation. And that was probably, both of those things were probably the greatest experience I ever had regarding marketing, newspapers, media, and understanding and how it works. So I worked for them for about a year and a half until we started seeing things change. You know, the internet started coming in and stuff like that. And they put the uh, company up for the, uh, for sale. But during that place, I worked with Pizza Hut, Venture, um, some major corporations creating advertising campaigns. And, I, and I'll tell you this, people understand that the creative process, I'm all about the creative process because I'm an artist by, by trade. It's in my blood is 
you're going to like this, is I was approached by Pizza Hut at the company as they wanted to do a three ad campaign. Now, it wasn't sold yet, and the sales reps make big money on these three ad campaigns. So I said, Chris, they, they want to do a campaign because they want to tie it in with the movie Casper. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so the movie Casper was coming out, and they're going to have all these promotional items, but they couldn't use the Casper logo and, and the faces and the artwork from Casper. So I said, all right, I'm on it. So I started drawing stuff, and I started creating and finding clip art that had ghosts in it. I put together this campaign and they loved it. It sold. They told us that after the campaign ran three times, it was the most successful campaign that brought people into all the pizza huts that they wanted to meet me. So they took me out for this, this daytime, you know, huge lunch and, and meetings and stuff with some of the executives. And they thanked me. And then they gave me all these little Casper figures from the movie. <laughs> So for me, that was like the highlight of working in advertising that, you know, I was appreciated by a major corporation for a campaign that I did. Plus it had to do with ghosts, right? Ah, how, <laughs> how foreshadowing. That is right. wild. Because to me, art is every, I'm actually on the board of the Hollywood Arts Council here in Hollywood, hmm. um, supporting all the arts from the professional, you know, theater, music, arts to, we actually put art in all the local elementary schools, which amazingly oh, that's don't amazing. have anymore. And I've watched just with art, with kids working that right. Our, like our local elementary school that nobody would send their kids to because it was the lowest 10% of school. So all the hill people where we live, you have to go to private school. And we decided, those of us who had kids, like we don't want them to go to private school. We live urban, we want them to go. So the first thing we did was bring in art programs. And then we brought in like gardening and physical education, all the things they had taken right. out. Interactive. School, interactive. That school is now, and we brought in drama and photographer and painting. And it's now a school of excellence because we brought the arts back. That's awesome. Back. That's the awesome. Arts back. So, um, so, but that is kind of foreshadowing because, because you are a medium. Have you, how did that get started? Have you been talking to ghosts since you were a kid or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I've spoken about this a lot and I've had my mom come on and talk about it also to what went out of the house growing up. And it's interesting, guys, I had a conversation yesterday. God, who did I speak to? I can't remember who it was. We were talking about my family timeline that we found out over periods of time who had certain abilities. And, you know, it was basically when I was a year, a year and a half old, I had this really weird experience. Now, what's odd about it is that you shouldn't really remember memories uh, being that young. At first, my earliest memories were being around three or four years old when we lived in the house in Park Lane and we would travel. My dad played hockey to Utah and stuff like that. That's a bulk of where things were happening. But there is this one little memory that I'll share with you. And the only reason why I know is I was about a year and a half, because when I told this story to my mom, She's like, how do you know that? That's when we lived in Long Island. Your dad was playing for the New York Rangers, which would have been about 68, between 68, 69. And we were on this, uh, it was on the second floor, our third floor apartment. And then to get up, you had to go through these back stairs to go up. Well, I remember, okay, I was, I was in the crib and I just see the bars. I see this, all of a sudden this light appears in front of the crib. And it's like a vertical light, kind of like a star that stretched out, all right, like a slit. And with this slit, it opened up slightly. And I know there was some figures behind it, but I, I couldn't really see. They're just moving around. But it was the voices that was attracting me. And, and when I heard these voices, I felt this, like I wanted to be embraced by this light. It was very loving. It was very 
um, it was like also magnetic. So I climbed out of the crib and I started following this light. And as this light was going, it goes into like the little, it was like a little family room. The family room was between both bedrooms and then there's a kitchen to the left, but there was a TV, the old black and white TV. Our sitter was sound asleep on the couch and the TV was showing all like the distortion, the noise. And I'm walking by and I remember I was, I was like this and I'm following this light, trying to reach for this light. And it goes towards the screen um, where the door is that goes down the things. And that's all I remember, except the next memory, I'm sitting on the beach in my diapers, okay? And I'm looking at the water and this light is right above the water and it's all glowing, okay? Like you see uh, the, the light that's there, the slit, it's bouncing off of the water. And it's like communicating with me and it starts going away like this and then it's gone. And all of a sudden there's a man that was walking a dog. I heard a dog barking and he races up and the dog starts licking me. And he's like, what are you doing here? Like this kid, right? So it picks me up. The next thing I remember is just being at the bottom of the stairs and having my parents there, whatever. And then I'm taken upstairs. I told my mom that she's like, oh my God, your father and I, after one of his hockey games, went out to dinner. I was worried about you. And I kept thinking something was wrong. Something was wrong. And my mom kept calling. Back then you had to do the old phones. You put the coins in or you make a collect call. So my mom had to do that. Called. The babysitter says, no, he's fine. He's in his crib. Called another time. No, he's in his fine. And then my mom says, no, something's wrong, Reggie. We got to go back home. I know that feeling because my mom has that sixth sense. Well, they get back home. And right at that time, the neighbor had saw me and, and picked me up because he was walking his dog because we only lived a block away, a block and a half from the beach there right on Long Island. And, and that was it. So when I told my mom the story, she's like, how do you remember that? I said, I don't know. It just, I, I just remember it. You know, I always thought maybe it was when we were in some other place when I was three or four years old, but it was, I was a year and a half. So that's my earliest memory. What was it? Who was it? You know, all I can tell you, the only thing similar was when I was five years old, it would have been about four or five. We lived in Park Lane. We had moved in there about the end of 1970. It was brand new construction. We lived in a valley and that used to be all farmland. There was all forest. So they tore down a little bit of the forest and the farmland. And that's where our house was, but there was still this big forest while I was outside and some kids were playing in the park. And they said, hey, follow us. So I'm following these older kids and they go into the forest. And they go down this path. And then there was a new subdivision that was being built over the hill a little while away. But for the subdivision, no homes, no ground was laid down. All they did is they put in like a dirt road and they had stakes plotting out and surveying the area. So anyway, I'm walking with these kids and they take off running and leave me there. Now I'm five years old. I had followed them. I turn around. I don't know where I'm at. Okay. I start crying. Now this is the middle of the day. The sun's hot. I remember looking up and it was warm out and I'm crying. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm lost. All of a sudden I start hearing these voices and I turn and look and there's like dandelions and the little things where the dandelions got the little white stuff on it. You can blow on it. And I hear these voices coming from the flowers and the grass. And I'm like, I can't see you. They're like, come here, come here. They're like all these different voices, like multiple. So I walk towards it. And they're like, we'll help you get home. Just follow us. And I'm like, well, where are you? I can't see you. They're like, we're all around you. So I'm like freaked out. But I can't see anything. All of a sudden that slit appears again. This slit appears here and I start walking towards it. Now, please understand. I don't, for a period of time, I did not remember that anything more than that, except entering on the opposite side of the neighborhood by the street walking down and seeing a neighbor cutting his lawn who I didn't even know and saw me crying. 
scoops me up and says, what's wrong? I said, I'm lost like that. And he said, okay, well, who's your dad? Who's your mom? And of course I said, my dad played hockey. He knew exactly where my father was. So they had called our house and my dad came and got me. Now there was a gap between being on the grass and getting to the other side. It was probably about two miles, a mile and a half away to where the other place of the other subdivision was. So for years, I did not remember that, but I'm going to share something with you is I started doing research, uh, research in, in, in study dealing with hallucinogenic, um, well, not really hallucinogenic, but cannabis and stuff like that and researching about DMT and these other dimensions that are opened up. Now I've not tried any of that stuff except cannabis, which I started going on in 2016 to deal with neck pain. But what had happened was when I took too much, there was a loosening stage where, because I'm used to training myself and my consciousness, when I walk into a house, if I do remote viewing, local communication or non-local communication, my thoughts go there. I found if I took a lot of cannabis oil, I would leave my body and I would travel through the entire house and go to multiple locations at the same time, reaching a higher consciousness. And it freaked me out at first. But I remember one night I was watching the Jungle Book. Okay, I was watching the, the new Disney Jungle Book, which was really cool. And I took a little more oil than I had thought. And there was something that was said in the movie and where they start going through the forest where all of a sudden, I'm also going back into my subconscious to what had happened back to that moment in time when I was five years old and I entered into that slit. Now I'm walking with an, uh, a spirit guide, really tall, okay? At first I would have thought they would have been angels. I said, are you an angel? And stuff like that. Well, I'm walking with these two spirit guides who I've met multiple times after that throughout my entire life, okay? And I'm walking with them and they're glistening and they said, take our hands and I'm holding their hands. They said, everything's gonna be okay. And they're talking to me. I said, well, where are we going? We're going to take you home. I'm like, oh, where is this? And they, and I can't remember all the details of the conversation. All I remember is I was in total peace. I felt total safe and I'm walking with them. They were not related to these other things that were talking. They said, we don't want you. It was something like you got to kind of stay away from them until you're older or something like that. They said, we just want you to avoid that. I'm like, okay. So they kept my attention. I felt all this love. And then we get to this end where I see these hills and mountains and all of a sudden it disappears and there's a slit and it opens up and there's the road turning here that goes into our subdivision on the opposite side. And I said, well, where are we? He says, this is all you need to do. They were calling me Christopher because that was my real name. It's Christopher, Christopher, we want you to just walk straight here. And when you get to that corner right there, someone's going to recognize you. I'm, but I was kind of scared. I didn't want to leave them because I felt so safe. Well, I'm like, I want to stay with you. I want to say, he goes, no, you can't stay with us. And he says, we'll see you again, right? So they kind of just patted me like this. And all of a sudden I turn around, it closes up. and I start crying again because now I felt like this abandonment, right? But when you're in this unconditional love and then you're removed from it, it is such a huge difference of emotions that I was just bawling. Okay. So I started walking towards her, like they said. And as I turned the corner, there's a man cutting the lawn. He was like cutting lawn or, or, or watering his lawn. I can't remember. He was on his lawn. And I turned to look and I'm crying. And so I start walking towards him. I go, oh my God, a person. And he sees me, drops what he's doing. He races over and his wife comes out. They gave me cookies and milk and I'm sitting there and they call on the phone, calling different neighbors. Yeah, we got his number. Okay. So my dad comes up like, where are you? And my mom was mad at me. And I'm like, it was not my fault. So 
the crazy thing is, is that our subconscious, and I know this from working with a bunch of different uh, psychologists, therapists, counselors, and even people in parapsychology, the ones that really know the mind that everything in your life is recorded. Every single thing gets recorded by the brain, by the consciousness, but you tend to forget it because of filtering systems and what it needs to make space. So it goes into your subconscious. So somehow at that moment, even though I wasn't even thinking of that event, it was reawakened to fill in that blanks that I accessed it. So I've been fascinated by the subconscious. I've been fascinated by this loosening that occurs, but I want to call it an induced loosening because loosening also I've recognized, which I'm going to segue into something else here. When you deal with possession, when you deal with attachments or walk-ins, something can grab on and latch onto somebody, which can occur from another form of loosening is if somebody has an addiction, if they have a drug addiction, if they have an alcohol problem or a sex addiction and they become, or even obsessed addiction to where they have a psychological psychological problem where they're ruminating so much and thinking about stuff thinking about stuff it kind of puts a little hole in their life force it imbalances the life force that causes this little window to where either something can come in or something you can go out so i started recognizing a loosening goes on in certain states that the physical body is in that allows that consciousness to either open up to attach to something else or to leave it and come back. So my research right now has been on studying how this works. Um, I, am, I am looking into doing ayahuasca to also reset the brain um, because that is an amazing thing that it does health-wise to individuals because the brain is like a computer. But also, I, I want to start researching into DMT and these other things that open up these other dimensions, because I remember in the 90s studying DMT to where they were seeing these creatures and entities in other dimensions. And when you talk about Phil McKenna uh, and some other individuals that had, had done that. So for me, it's like, okay, we know these dimensions are out there. I know these dimensions are out there, and so do other people out there is I want to start accessing them because I have accessed some of them in the past, but not with self-control. So for me, it's like, okay, we've got all these other worlds. There's some adventures here that need to be taken, but I want to actually be either monitored when I do this, uh, documented. I'm just not going to do it on my own and something crazy happens because I've had that happen and it's actually really horrifying. So I want to have people in place when I do this so that it can be documented and I can relate to what I'm experiencing. So. Right, I, I, I'm with you 100% and I've got 8,000 things to comment and ask and that is the most amazing story I've ever heard. And, and yes, I would highly recommend both of those things. I have done ayahuasca once, it was pretty amazing, takes you to a different place. And even more amazing to me is DMT. Be you go to a different world and probably those yeah. beings that you saw within the light and it is so loving and they were, and you always have choice. Do you want to come or not come your choice? Come here, go there. And, and, and when I learned that the people see the same things and the same beings and stuff, it's just fascinating to me. So I highly recommend it. And yes, you can't do it. Like you're getting high. It's not, you have to have a shaman right. or a correct person. And then again, for any research, but you have to also be very comfortable. 
Um, oh, of course. Absolutely. The ayahuasca, I did, it was like very, we have the shamans, we have the drums and all that. And the DMT was with somebody who guided. And it's it's a whole new world. And for like us, for gifted people who see through the veil anyway, that it's it's fascinating. And you, do you think, okay, I, I'm an elemental witch. I work with the elements and those creatures that you saw in the in the garden and the flowers. Do you think they were elementals? And that's, and I here's. Here's what I want to share with you is, um, and this is another big part that I had experienced, luckily, when I was in the UK doing Help My House is Haunted in 2019, we were in Devon, and uh, I did my walkthrough, and when I did my walkthrough, I felt, I felt the imps, the demonic things, I said, okay, you guys are here, I'm not going to focus on you, but there's something else that's kind of like you, but it's not you, and I'm like, all right, and I know that when a house can be infested by imps, but it also has ghosts. And the ghosts will usually call out the imps and say, no, there's imps here or whatever. So I said, spirits, there's something I'm missing. I'm coming in contact with something that I haven't come in contact with before. What is this that's here that I would know? And I play back my recorder, clear as day, and A-grade EVP says, wudgie. Well, the wudgie, I'm familiar with that term. Remember, I'm in another country. They use different terms. The wudgie is the puck wudgie that we talk about on the East Coast, okay? And that is an elemental, it's like a troll gremlin type little, little creature. I said, okay, so we're dealing with, well, that's, that's an elemental. So I'm dealing with elementals. I go, what kind of elemental? And it says something pretty clear, but I, I don't know that word. So I went to Barry and I go, Barry, what is this? It's, he's like, Chris, it says pixie. I go, what? So I play it back, there it is clear as day, pixie. So we're dealing with pixies? I go, I've never, I've never met pixies before from what I thought. Okay. So our investigation, I remember the director's like, well, how am I going to shoot this? Cause we've got this narrative of, of these people that are dealing with this ghost and there's a, there's this black mass they saw and this thing goes flying off. Now we got, I said, what do you mean? This is, they're haunting this house. During that investigation, it was incredible because both Barry and I saw something race from the garden, go through us. We looked at each other. Did you see that? Yes. So we go, you write it down. I write it down. We both drew it. And it was very similar to what we saw. Barry captures on the SLS. No, we're talking about the digital dowsing SLS. And I want to illustrate this because, I mean, I sell an SLS by Gotcha Ghosts, you know, and Joe's great at what he does. And there's other SLS knockoffs that are out there. But I need to tell you something. Those SLS knockoffs are not the quality and everything that is created by digital dowsing because there's other factors in their depth, audio, everything that isn't taken into account before it maps that particular figure. All right. Barry goes into the room and now we know we're dealing with elementals. He said, will you guys show yourself? Three short little figures, two to three feet tall, walk out of the walls and the mirror and they're standing there interacting, two of them are interacting, and then the one of them shoots back into the mirror. Yeah. And we're not talking about five foot, six foot mapping, okay? We're talking about the light sensor picked up things that were two to three feet tall, right? That's extraordinary capture. Well, I'm sitting on the couch. I said, I know you guys are here. I, I'm, I'm sensing you. I know you're right there, but I can't, I can't, I can't see you. Will you manifest, show yourself. All of a sudden this little black gray cloud starts to appear and I see something. It shoots out of the cloud, jumps on the leather couch. The cameraman goes, what the hell was that? And cause he, he heard it too. I go, ah, 
And I go, I can't see you. Show yourself. All of a sudden, I start to see it manifest. Now, it's manifesting into my visual spectrum. Somehow, some way, it's vibrating its frequency to where I can see it. I go, I go, do you see this? He's like, no, I don't see it. I go, you don't see this? He goes, no. I said, I see it. So I see this creature that's hunched over, that's reaching out, like just going like this, right? So I'm like, oh, my God. It was like half insect, half troll-like. And, and I remember that night when I got back to the hotel, you know, I, I drew what I saw. I said, I need to get this down, what I saw. And then I presented that to the client. Well, during that investigation, we made friends with the pixies, the elementals. We left milk out. The homeowner says, yes, I'm going to replant a tree because he tore down a tree. They were pissed off about that. And I remember the three of us, me, you know, no one's going to believe this, that we saw this creature, that, that we had this. Nobody, I said, you know what? I said, Barry, let me tell you something. I've been doing this a long time. Okay, and I've been doing TV 20 years. It doesn't matter whether they believe us or not. Our job is to investigate it and report and tell them what we witnessed, experienced, and the data and evidence that we collected. You know, we, we can't like cover up and say, well, you know, we're not going to tell you what we saw. We have to. That's why we're investigators. We're taking them into this home and showing them what we confronted and came in contact with. So now my whole mind was blown because I had heard about elementals. And I remember years ago, 2009, 2010, I was sitting down with Grant Wilson from Ghost Hunters, and he had told me they had gone to the UK and they'd come in contact with an elemental. He's like, Chris, things in the UK and Europe are so more advanced spiritually and the different types of things you come in contact with. So it's, I'll always remember that conversation because I said, I need to go to the UK. I want to come in contact with these elementals. So we did. Well, the story doesn't end here. Now, because I was, I sat there and I meditate. I said, listen, we're not here to hurt you. These elementals are, are very neutral. They will do mischievous and angry and some, you know, dastardly things if you piss them off. But I'm like, listen, this is your realm. We're invading and they upset you. So we want to make it right because you've been here way before we have. They appreciated that. Next thing you know, every location we're going to, four hours away, six hours away, we're getting on our EVB course. It's me, Pixie. You know, the Pixies were following us. And I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? And I'm playing, I go, Barry, Jane, listen to this. You know, we got Pixie. We got, there I go. And they start getting Pixies and stuff on their recorders too. Or like, guys, we need to investigate this house. We understand you're following us, that you like us. We hmm. appreciate that. But can we just focus on this? And then we got this negative house. The thing's like, I hate your Pixie. And like, oh, don't you dare. And then it says, hurt the pixie. These demonic entities said, don't you dare hurt these pixies. You know, so there was this little battle that we went on in this one location. But I'll tell you this. I remember if you've been to Europe, you've been to England, some hotels don't have air conditioning. Now we'll, we're filming in the summer and it's hot out. So I'm on the second floor, heat rises, and I'm like, oh my God, there's no air conditioning. So I got the windows open. I had to sleep on the floor because I thought it'd be cooler on the floor and I got the window open, but there's no screen. So I have to put the window open. Well, I got stung one day by a bee that came in, but another day, middle of the night, I hear this I'm like, what the hell? And I see this little shadow. What the hell is that? Jumps off of the ledge of the window, races around my room. I scream thinking that I have a raccoon in my room. So it's like going through all my stuff, racing all jumps on the counter, everything then jumps back on the thing. I go, wait a minute, it doesn't look like a raccoon. It looks like a freaking pixie. And then it jumps off of the window. So I told Barry, Barry, this thing ran around my room. Everybody's like, Chris, we don't have raccoons here in the <laughs> UK. And I'm like, oh my God, it was a freaking pixie. 
So we go to our very last location in Calverton. And unfortunately, this, this segment was not in the show. We came in contact with Romans that we caught on recorder and we heard with our own ears, marching, yelling out. And we came in contact with all these different elementals that were in the forest. The crew, we were done filming and investigating, dealing with witches and some other stuff. I said, I want to stay behind, guys. Just wait 15 minutes for me. So there's like about a mile walk to the cars from this forest. I said, just leave me alone. So I'm alone, pitch dark or almost midnight in this forest. And I'm meditating with the elementals. And I got my recorder going. And they go, what is he doing? You know, and you hear all these different voices. And I said, listen, I just want to pay respect to you guys. I said, do you get along with other, other elementals? They said, yes, the gnomes, but we don't like the gnomes. And there is a king there's a king pixie and there's a king elf and there's like these little lords and kings. And they told me that they are a descendants of the fallen, but they're not evil like the fallen. They are neutral, right? And then they're telling me that they can't cross over. They can't go into the light. They'll burn this and that. So I'm having this conversation, learning all this stuff. <laughs> and they said, and then one of them says that we've seen you before, but you didn't acknowledge us. And I'm like, what do you mean? They says, when you were lost as a kid. And I'm like, oh, and I had chills. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. That it was elementals when I was just, you know, four or five years old that were talking to me that were in the things. And I'm getting even chills right now. In my room, I am too. As and I'm I saying, knew it. I knew it that when you told me that story, because I've been working and playing with Elemental, they are here in America, my whole, my whole life. And I went, Oh, my God, it's Elementals that were guiding him in the flower. That is the best story. But here's what's even cooler is, well, I wouldn't say it's cooler, but it's icing on the cake. Um, on my 40th birthday, my mom gave me this finger painting that I did in kindergarten that she had kept. And I didn't even I, I vaguely remember doing it but she gave it to me framed for my birthday i'm like oh my god mom now i remember this i i drew the trees outside i drew my cat i drew a squirrel and i drew all these spirits i called them tree spirits that were all around and my mom mom said are these the spirits haunting the house i said no they can't come inside they're all outside in the trees and the flowers and the bushes i have that drawing it's hanging in my meditation room that I drew when I was like three years old of all these spirits that I saw and talked to that I vaguely remember when I was a little kid. That is the most beautiful story ever. Oh my goodness. So it's like, I, and here's the best thing is that when I came back from filming that, I said, you know what, I'm going to take care of my yard. So I got bird feeders. I started feeding rabbits, taking care of the rabbits. Um, and I, I do that every day you know, the bird feeder and the rabbits. And I said, I want elementals. You can, you can stay in my yard. And then there's three occasions that I saw some crazy stuff. And the thing is, is, and I know you run into people and they say they see certain things and some people they legitimately did. And some people you question it and you're like, all right, I think they're crazy. I think they're nuts. They're imagining this or whatever. And, and I can understand. And I realize I should never judge anybody because the things that I've seen probably sound completely ridiculous to a lot of people. But I remember I was walking to the clubhouse middle of the day and there's uh, this couple behind me with their dog. And I look up and I, we had these really long sidewalks and they're black, okay, in the subdivision. And I see this thing jump out of the grass and it was like, almost, it was so thin, okay, but it had a little weird little hat and it races across like a stick figure, races across 
the thing and then jumps back into the grass, like go, jumping into water. And I'm like, what the hell? So I race over there and I'm looking, I'm like, did you guys just see that? They're like, no, you were in front of us. I said, something just raced. He goes, well, maybe it was like a, a, a grasshopper or something. No, this thing was like probably about two feet tall, you know, a foot and a half, two feet tall. So I'm sitting there going, and I'm like, Chris, what did you see? What did it see? So I remember drawing a little picture of it. It looked like, you know, like the elf on a shelf. Mm -hmm. It looked like that but skinnier and only about maybe a foot and a half, two feet tall. And I'm like, come on, man. But middle of the day, right? Yeah. Then another time I was home doing my laundry and I'm on the floor doing laundry and I see something start to move to my right. I see this thing race across in front of my dresser, then vanish very similar to what I had seen before. And then my cat jumps up, goes after it and then stops and looks around and it's gone. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I think elementals are now also in my house. Well, yes, I, I've got them on audio. I caught EVPs. I even have a ghost in my house saying, hello, Pixie, outside on my outdoor camera. And I've posted some of these here and there on social media. So I'm here to tell you that, you know, the data, like Bill Chappell always talks about data. And mm -hmm. to me, when we look at data, it's collecting something over and over again. It speaks for itself. If you keep getting it, it's not an artifact. You keep getting it. And I keep having these experiences. They go back to my childhood. There's the folklore, the myths, legends that have been around for thousands of years. And now that I've actually seen these things, I realize that not only is there the demonic realm, the angelic realm, the, the, the afterlife, spiritual realm, the alien realm dimensions and stuff like that, but now there's also these elementals, these other entities that exist outside our visual spectrum. And in my research, you talk about the, the Rosketerians, if, if I'm saying that correctly. It was a certain religious cult, religious group um, going back a long time that they used to communicate with the elementals. And they said they're outside our visual spectrum, but you can meditate and put yourself into a certain frequency to where you could see them. And I'm like, holy cow. You know, that's something that I want to work towards is to being able to see them consistently. So we have this going on, but then we also have the, the parasitic vampiric type energies that will absorb and, and try to feed off of you. Robert Monroe talks about this. Joe McGonagall talks about this remote viewing. They came in contact with while they were doing the gateway. When the soul leaves the body, it goes into other dimensions. In between those dimensions, there's layers where these parasitic worm-like you know, monkey-like type different entities that aren't demons. They're just no different than leeches in a swamp, uh, mosquitoes that fly around, um, certain parasites that we have or bacteria or fungus. These things exist on a energetic vibrational just outside our dimension or in between our dimension. So I'm realizing, well, it makes sense scientifically with the different types of species. So in the last couple of years, having these experiences as awakened myself up into these other realms that I now turn to my teammates and say, you know what, guys, not every house that's haunted is being haunted by ghosts or demons. A lot of them are being haunted by these elementals that we have to now put that into the equation in our investigations to determine which one is it. And some places can have all three, like this Devon house had the imps, had the ghosts and had the elementals, the pixies. So for me, it just becomes so much more fascinating as an investigator to realize this. Um, 
you know, and I'll just stop there because I've been, I've been talking a lot. No, I love it. I've, I'm like jumping up and down inside my skin because this is the, again, the world I've been living in. And I work, I, I don't know if pixies and fairies are the same thing or they might be very close cousins, but I work with the Fae and I have, and they're, they're everywhere. You'll look for them at the edge. I don't know how much you know about them in getting into the lore. They live at the edge, the edge of day, the edge of night, sunrise. Sun. They live at the edge of the garden, the edge of the forest. You can bribe them and feed them and they will guide you like, we're here, we'll guide you. They'll make everything good. Um, they like honey, they like cream, they like milk, they like shiny things, garden balls in your flowers. They will bring in and they can get too mischievous and they will start, then they'll start stealing like shiny things, just like kids, kind of like kids, like, where'd my earrings go? Where'd my keys go? You ask them to give them back. Maybe you bribe them and then they'll put them right where you've looked a thousand times or in a place you would never look. I, I've been playing with them since I was eight. You Next time you come to LA, you have to come to my house. I oh, have, I'd love to. I'd love to. I have a, little tiny house in the Hollywood Hills and a third of an acre yard. We bought it for right. the yard. And then it's definite. And I'm actually looking at coming out there possibly in the next couple months. Yes. Um, I have some meetings with some people, some friends and stuff, plus some people I like to go see. Now, have you guys opened up? Are you guys opened up yet? From We're COVID? opening. We went we went from, from purple to red. Restaurants are now opening at limited for the first time, even okay. a few indoors. So yeah, we're getting back to normal and everybody's getting shots who can get shots. I just had to cheat a little, but I got my first shot. And uh, so yeah, we are coming back. All and right, yes, I'm just, I'm just writing this down so I remember uh, in my visit, because I love to go visit people when I travel yes. and I try to fit everybody in when I go. So yes. this would be definite. You know, it's interesting that, um, you know, because I made a, and, and I know this, I've done this with the ghosts in my house and something you have to do when you move into a new house and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's ghosts there is yep. you, you, you create a commitment to each other. Like I tell the ghosts, protect this house. Now with these elements, I said, listen, guys, you are welcome into my world and please allow me into your world. But there's some rules. I, I'll respect you. You respect me. If, if I break any of those rules, please let me know. Uh, I don't mean to do it personal. But the same sense is I ask that you take care of this house, take care of my cats, take care of the rabbits and the birds outside, keep them away the predators, um, but protect this house from wind, fire, storms, you know, stuff like that. Keep this environment that we have here together, that we all do our responsibilities. And that's what I had stated to them. I've got a friend I'm meeting with Friday. We're going to put in a, a little water fountain and a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm going to redo some landscaping around my house. I'm doing it for two reasons. One, to, to look nicer, but the same thing is to pay respect to them and to say, I'm going to create a little bit more of this world for you, for yep. you guys to live in. So we're doing that uh, this spring. So. And they will love it. I have a fountain 24 seven. I won't let it be turned off ever. Oh, you're going to feel it. You're going to know it. And they will, they will protect your house. They are, they are the most magical beings. Oh, I love that you've discovered yeah. elementals. Yeah. Well, you talk about, um, I'll share this with you. I mean, I, I'm, maybe I'm not supposed to or something, but it doesn't matter. Okay. I'm Our share. secret. We won't tell anybody. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll tell anyone. You guys, you guys are about to hear that you can't tell anyone. Okay. But um, I just filmed a, a documentary with travel, uh, first week of February with a couple other individuals. And it was, they just had asked me to join in and, and, and do this investigation. The focus was on something that this individual had experienced, um, but it took us to a forest and went to the forest. They were talking about the Pukwudgies. I said, okay, now I know one of the reasons why I'm supposed to be here. So I had done a spirit box session there. 
Um, and then after, actually I did the spirit box session after, but while I was walking through the forest, I'm like, you guys show yourself, you do this. And I was with a couple other individuals and you may know some of these individuals, but I called out, I said, are there any pixies here? Um, and I'm recording and, and all of a sudden I see this little white light come from outside of a tree, fly around. And as it flies around, there's all these little sparkles behind it, very similar to like Tinkerbell, okay, mm -hmm. from Disney. And I'm watching this going, what the hell is that? And then it disappears. And I'm like, but the weird thing was, is not only am I seeing that my brain saying, okay, is it a lightning bug? No, lightning bug doesn't look like that. Plus it's like 20 degrees out, 19 degrees out. We're all freezing in coats and there's no bugs out this time of year. So, and this was in Massachusetts and I'm seeing this go and we didn't see anything else before or after. And someone says, oh, that's a will-o'-wisp. I go, will-o'-wisp, what the heck is that? You know, I, I've heard of that, but I don't know what that is. And they said, oh, it's kind of like a little fair. I said, oh my God, well, I saw it. So during my EVP, I said, are there any pixies here? And a woman's voice says, yes, they're here. And then I said, what type of elemental did I just see that, that light? And they said, Sprite. It was a Sprite. I said, so now I've seen a pixie, I've seen a Sprite, and I've possibly seen some type of elf. And I know John Tenney has told me he's seen an elf. And I'm sitting there going, you know, you, you, you grow up where you know the story about the little fairies that the girls took pictures, and then you're disheartened when you find out that it was fake, that they did cutouts, and you're like, gosh darn it, right? So you wonder if there's any, someone just walked right by my door and there's nobody else in my house right now. Um, I mean, that happens sometimes, but it's just weird that I'm talking to you right now and that happened. Uh, what was I talking about? Well, you were, well, you're talking about pixie, but remember we had this weird start to this whole day. So we, it's the day that things are going on. You were talking about, you were in the forest, pixie sprites you saw. Oh, yeah. So I had the experience with the sprite, you know, and, and I had the sprite, but I've got the audio. It's clear as day. Woman goes sprite. And I'm like, holy cow. So it's not a will-o'-wisp. It's actually a sprite, which a sprite is a type of fairy, right? Yes. And, yes. and when they fly, they leave little sparkles. That's incredible. I'm like, this is so real. And it's like, I think it's a beautiful thing that it's real um, because it can explain a lot, all right, from all the different myths, legends that these people aren't crazy. But it also tells us that there's this gap in between humans and animals. You know, they call them nature spirits, elementals, that mm -hmm. these other type of intelligences exist, but they're outside our visual spectrum. And it, it makes complete sense scientifically when you think about what we do and know and don't know. But for me, it's just like, oh my God, this has kind of boosted me up where I kind of want to focus on the elementals now instead of just all the, because <laughs> I know everything I need to know about the ghost world. It's just, I need, I want to learn more about this. Yes, and we need more of this because again, the paranormal world for so long, as we know, has been about the ghosts and this. Over once in a while, oh, the extraterrestrials will come in. But there is this beautiful realm of beings it's... and spirits and they're so magical and yay. Oh my gosh, we could, I could, I could, I could lock you in a room for 12 days. No, we'll lock yeah. you in the backyard for 12 days and we could yeah. light a bonfire and, and visit. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, I, I was in, uh... 
uh, Lake Geneva, which is in Wisconsin, a couple weeks ago uh, with my girlfriend, and we walked into this this bookstore, and she found one of these books. She was, oh my God, look, because we had been talking about it, my experience being in in Massachusetts and seeing this sprite, and so I got a book on fairies and this other book as well that talks about them that I want to learn more about these particular supernatural entities because the knowledge obviously is going to help me in further investigations if I should come in contact with them. I want to respect them is what I'm saying. Yes, yes. And and they are, they're super intelligent and they're, they, they work with you. Like you said, you can piss them off and you could work with them so easy. Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. This has been the best. Well, I got a joke. I got a joke for you. I, I, okay. when I was looking at your signs in the back, this yeah. joke formulated, and I don't know if this oh. was ever a joke before, but I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. What do you call a witch at the beach? I don't know. What do you call a witch at the beach? Sandwich. <laughs> Where's my husband with his snare drum? <laughs> I actually have a ghost that play that does that. We have a, because I do seances around the dining table pre-COVID right. and about 12 feet high, way higher than you, you put a shelf. I've, like I said, a little 1920s bungalow. And we have these antique snare drums and bass drums. I have a ghost that totally gives room shots. We'll be doing something and oh, no, we're all in the spirits. Okay, everybody's a critic. And I've caught it on <coughs> audio a million times. So yeah, where's my ghost when you need it? Thank you. Sandwich. <laughs> well, we are almost out of time. Um, real quick, I, oh, I, I can't get off the elemental thing. We will. I know. But it's I pretty wild, to, isn't it? It's a, again, and no, people don't. Like, again, you've been in this world. If I start talking about my fairy friends and the elementals or the elves under the tree, people think, oh, you're cra It's not crazy to talk about ghosts. Or well, you know what's funny is I start talking to. Why is it crazy to talk about this? is I, I collect model kits, you know, and, and I, I was a big Aurora fan when I was a little kid and I, I got into it, got out of it and I'm still into it now. I collect little monster models and sci-fi stuff. And I've been talking to some artists, some 3D modeling artists to create based on my drawings of what I saw, the pixie, the imp uh, from my house and then the imp that I saw in, in uh, at the dolphin in the UK where they're slightly different. So. I have 3D modelers I'm talking to right now to create a 3D model of each one of these elementals that I've seen. And then I got a 3D printer to possibly print them out as model kits. So I was thinking about doing maybe 20 or 30 model kits of each um, because I would love to see it in a three-dimensional aspect of what I had encountered, but then make it like a model kit painted up and put it on a shelf. So I, I'm toying with that idea of doing that. And then the expense I'm going to have is like $1,500 for this 3D artist and then to print like 40 bucks. So then I have to package it and, and then offer it for a price that I make my money back, you know? Right. So I'm thinking of doing that. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to, but I'm thinking of that because I've done a couple other model kits with some sculptors and released them, but I'm thinking about doing these because I think it would be kind of cool to see, you know, and the people that are appreciate that yeah it's yeah, these little elementals again yeah. and believe me there is a whole realm especially in my little pagany world which gets more of the spiritual and paranormal there is amazing people who work heavily into the elements and to the fairy world there's the yes, best there fairy seer i know is a guy named orion foxwood he's a oh. witch he's a he's a, he's a, he speaks and chants everything is this and and again, you could tap her world where there is this fairy gardens and fairies. It's, 
it's it's a whole other world that is so different than what we are used to in your paranormal investigation and it's just as mystical and it's just as beautiful and it's just as wild um so yeah build them build them yeah it's, just, well it's the financial thing too i gotta figure yeah. out okay if uh, i make the money back this and that so we'll see but um to let you know there are a couple events that i've got booked for this year and everybody listening is i'm redoing my christopherfleming.com website um within the next month. Also ghost outlet. I'm going to be redoing that. I do have ghostoutlet.com where people can buy ghost hunting equipment, but then I also have an eBay store I've had since 99 and I sell a lot of collectibles on there. Some ghost hunting equipment, all rare stuff. And I've got all these other things I'm putting on every week to sell. That's been one of my big businesses I've been doing for years. Um, you just go to eBay, you know, just Google, you know, eBay ghost outlet and you'll find it. But I'm going to be at Phenomenology in Gettysburg. We were supposed to do this last year, but COVID was canceled. And that's going to be June 3rd to 5th. You can go to phenom, P-H-E-N-O-M 2020.com. A lot of people are going to be there. Dave Schrader, Jason Hawes. Um, the other thing is there are some interesting conventions coming up by Odyssey Paranormal. There's the Minnesota Parunity Convention that's coming up July 8th and 10th in Minnesota. Um, that's going to be great. And then the big thing, the Las Vegas Parunity Convention that's coming up in December, December 9th to 11th, which is going to be huge. There's a lot of people there. So I'm looking forward to, to both of them, but I'm also looking forward to the Las Vegas one in December because I have a lot of friends in Las Vegas and I used to go to Las Vegas like 10 times a year to hang out with them and, and spend time with them. So this will be a great time to go there with all the paranormal people, but then also I might stay a few extra days to, to catch up with some of my friends. So that's what I have on my plate right now. That is beautiful. And I hope to see you at least at, I hope to see you at least at the Vegas one. If not, I'm, I'm trying to get into that one too. I'm like, Excellent. you. I'm, 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 yeah, just reach out, reach out to, reach out to Mike, told him, tell him that I told you to reach out to him. Okay. Um, maybe even talk to Lindsay center. Cause I know Lindsay had, had set that up for me. Um, but I know Mike personally, cause I did an event for him two years ago. And uh, it, it's just crazy how many people are going to be there. I mean, it's like, so just reach out to them. I mean, it's it, Vegas. We all love yes. Vegas. Yes, love it'd Vegas. be great. It'd be great. <laughs> okay. Well, I cannot thank you enough. You've just made my day. And Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, everybody go look for the Fae. Look for the Pixies. They're yeah, real. It's... It's just like we watch all that science fiction stuff that has come into fashion. Watch all the the disney fairy movies it's real too right right and the thing uh, is is when you talk their voices on audio sounds like little children kind of staticky insect like they're on a slight different frequency yes. um but when you do your investigations at a place ask are there human spirits here are there elementals are there any imps or devils which are the little little creatures they tend to haunt homes and they they'll say we're Satan, we're the devil. They'll pretend to be and they're not. So a lot of people realize there's no, at some places there is no demons there. There's just these little devils that are pretending to be, even though they serve a Lord demon. So you want to be specific with your questions to find out who is haunting that home. It's not just ghosts. That's my last word for the day. Yeah, no, I, and there is so many people don't get it. Everybody who says they're the devil is not the devil. It's someone uh, that goes, <laughs> yeah, I'm the devil. Yeah.
And they'll kid with you. They'll say, I go, who's here? Satan. Satan would not waste his time to be here. Yeah. He'd be busy doing something else. So you can't always believe what spirits say because they lie as well. So They lie as well, just like people, just like yep. everything. Yep. Well, thank you, Chris Fleming. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you. Check out Christopher Fleming, new website coming out. Look for his events. Follow your social media. Yeah, you're on all the social media places. Yep. People need to find you. Chris Fleming 91. You can find me and click Chris Fleming official on my social media platforms. Okay, so find him. And I am Patty Negri, and you are listening to The Witching Hour. You guys remember magic is everywhere. You just got to look sometimes. <laughs>